0: Hello, what's going on bloggers? A short solo episode for you today. My name is Pete McPherson. I want to explore this question that I posed to my Twitter audience in the private Facebook group, et cetera. I got a lot of great answers. Here's the question, right? How should new bloggers spend $1,000 over their first 12 months? Here's the logic behind that, by the way. Bloggers spend a lot of money, you probably already know this. I know I spend some money here too. Uh, courses, email software, other software, landing page software, expensive plugins, WordPress themes, uh, developers, maybe conferences, ads. I mean, a ton of stuff, right? You guys get that? We spend. We like to spend money to grow our blogs. But the question is, if you have that money to invest, especially. How can you spend it to best grow your platform, your business, your blog, et cetera? I posed that question to a lot of people got some great answers. By the way, you can see all the answers in blog post format, blog.com slash blog. It'll take you like right there. Go read that. But here to help me out and present the what I think is some of the best answers, uh, Nick True and Chelsea. So let's start with you, Nick. Nick, thanks for coming on, buddy.
1: Absolutely. I'm always happy to come on.
0: Um so I reached back out just to have you elaborate a little bit more on what you posted in the Facebook group already which was a supremely awesome answer to how should bloggers or new creators of any type over the internet like online business or podcasters or YouTubers even maybe I don't know maybe you can weigh in on that uh how they should spend like exactly $1000 if they're going to set aside 1k over the first 12 months to spend on their blog to invest in themselves and their business How should they spend it? So why don't you just give us like a quick overview of your, your written answer there.
1: So I think it's important that before you take any advice from people, whenever you ask this question, the thing that I feared the most, which is why I wrote my answer was that people tend to give you the thing that worked for them when they spent their first $1,000. Um, or they found the thing that that helped the most. And then they tell you, well, this worked for me, so this is what you should do. The problem with that advice, like any advice, is that most of the time it's biased to their own strengths and their own weaknesses. And so kind of what I wrote was, the first thing you need to do is, if you've only got a 1000 bucks to invest in your business, you need to think about what your strengths and weaknesses are and then invest according to those. Um, and then the second thing is, also think about your goals um and how they align with your strengths and weaknesses and then right. that will help you understand how you should invest and so like what i wrote was i gave a couple of examples of this and so the first example is like me this is my my thing if you <laughs> asked me i would say do this but that's a problem because it works for me it may not work for you and that is so my number one strength is like relationship building and then with my initial business model my goals where i wanted to basically use my blog not as a direct way to make money but more of like a resume to then generate freelance marketing work and be like this is what i can do let me do this work for you rather than selling my own products and my traffic model if you will so you got to think about that is i wanted to partner and do guest blogging and interviews and come on podcasts like this and so for me spending as much uh, as much money as possible of that 1000 to go to conferences and meet people made the most mm-hmm. sense so I would say if if that's you, spend a little bit to get your website up and then spend the rest of it on conferences and events and meeting people in person right now, uh, one of my best friends, who is a blogger we we grew up together um and he he is in this space as well um that is not his strength at all, and he never goes to conferences, and that works fine for him um, and so you've got to know yourself and so like the the second example I gave was let's say maybe your strength is in writing and teaching. And maybe your initial business model isn't on freelance work. It's ads and affiliate marketing. And maybe your traffic model is you're going to try and do Pinterest and SEO and then maybe some Facebook advertising down the road. If that's you, then I don't know that conferences are really a great investment with that $1,000. You're probably better off getting a really nice StudioPress theme. Um, Maybe use MailChimp initially for free instead of paying for a really nice uh, CRM. (laughs) Yep. And, uh, and then spend the rest on courses that are going to help you with your traffic model. So like a Pinterest course, an SEO course, maybe a Facebook ads course, uh, something like that is how I would think about it. Yep. Um, and then the last example I gave was, let's say that you are already strong in the marketing stuff. So maybe you wouldn't spend money on a Pinterest course because maybe your skill set is the marketing, the traffic, you already have it down. But your initial business model is digital products and courses. Then in your case, what I would say is still spend the money, get that good Studio Press theme, and then maybe the next step for you is go straight to ConvertKit because you're already kind of in the marketing stuff, and you just need something better to really serve your audience from a digital product standpoint. So go mm-hmm. ahead and get ConvertKit so you can tag people and set up some nice sequences and automations, and then I might spend the rest on a course that actually helps you learn how to teach. That's one thing I'm personally thinking a lot about more lately is not just... Um, the, the courses around marketing, but also like, what if I was a teacher, (laughs) like, you know, there, there are whole careers of people teaching I'm teaching. I'm just doing it over the internet. I should probably study the craft of how to teach so that people can understand better. So, um, that's kind of the way I think about it. Think about your strengths and weaknesses, think about your goals and then spend accordingly.
0: I love it. Uh, I think that's the hardest answer ever, by the way, because a lot of people, one, they don't know their strengths and weaknesses and they don't take the time to figure them out. Because it's hard right i I stink at this as well personally like i do I, I'm lazy I don't want to like spend that time by myself like figuring that stuff out, and then two it's just a lot easier to throw money at something and hope that it proving uh, brings you back an roi like i'm gonna whatever the anti of self promote is i'm gonna anti self promote here like people spending a thousand dollars on like blogger you that have no business doing so yep. and they just they just kind of see that as like the shiny object magic yep. bullet sort of thing that they're gonna spend three weeks going through and they're gonna be awesome. Uh, it's just not the case. So, all right. Absolutely. Well, Nick, thanks, man. As, uh, you want to throw out mapped out money. You want to, you want to self-promote,
1: uh, not sure. anti-self-promote. You you a- actually self-promote. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you, if you are listening to this podcast and you don't know who I am and you would like to hear more from me, uh, I have a YouTube channel and a website called mapped out money where I talk about personal finance for 20 somethings.
0: Nick, you're the man. Thanks for coming on, buddy.
1: Absolutely. Anytime, Pete. Anytime.
0: All right. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right. See you, Dick. See you, buddy. Next up, we have Chelsea from MamaFishSaves.com. Chelsea is extremely bright when it comes to, well, not only blogging, but also just dishing out the blogging advice. I think she's very knowledgeable, experienced at this point, and she's here to help us out. So, Chelsea, thanks for helping us out with this.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Pete.
0: Uh, You are welcome. So I know you have some good stuff for us, or at least I I trust whatever advice you tend to give on this subject of spending money. So yeah, where are your thoughts there? 1K first year, what should new bloggers do?
2: I think new bloggers need to spend less money in the first year. So this is coming from me. I think I spent (laughs) two, I think I spent two grand in the first year and most of it was like pointless, partially because I bought too many courses that I never made it all the way through, right? Like I got like, 50, 60% of the way through and then decided I wanted to do my own thing. And I think primarily bloggers need to either stick to one course and just agree that they're going to do it all the way through Hmm. or just use the first year to test what they want their voice to be. Like test different posting schedules, test whether you want to be an SEO blogger that posts once a month or somebody who wants to, you know, do shorter more community focused posts three times a week like your first year is really just your building base and i think this like idea that you have to hit the ground knowing exactly what you want your blog to look like and super professional just holds a lot of people back from just getting in the rhythm of blogging.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so this uh this is going to be amazing. I just had Nick on and my audience will have heard that. Uh, I think it pairs very well with everything you just said. You're saying wait longer so you can discover what you need and want to spend money on. Like you don't know what you don't know when you first start out. Nick was talking about finding strengths and weaknesses and how money can play into that and leverage strengths or whatnot. And you're saying especially just wait until you know what you're doing. Did I get that yeah, right? Yeah, wait,
2: wait until you know what those strengths and weaknesses are and also like what you want to talk about, right? Like the, uh, the, your target audience might change over your first year because you might decide that the thing you thought you wanted to write about is just not quite right and then if you've already paid for branding and logo design and all these things uh that you're gonna feel like you can't switch which then you're stuck right um yeah not that there's not absolutely value to more beginner things that like talk you through like how to use wordpress and how to you know you social me like get things out on social media like you need to know how to do the basics but these like advanced courses on affiliate marketing you don't even have any traffic in the first year so like (laughs) just doesn't matter at that point That's
0: useless yeah okay so when do you think people should buckle down on the bigger courses like uh what what month and what should they spend money on if anything other than courses after some time
2: Absolutely. So I think six months in is a good time to pick a bigger course. And like I said, pick one and actually go through it before you buy any other courses. Don't just like think you see a sale and it's never going to come back again. So you buy another course because that's just not true. Um, and I think the things you should pay for outside of that are um, I th- an email service provider. Absolutely. From the beginning, uh, I use MailChimp for a while, but I kind of wish I had tagging earlier on because I moved like a thousand people over to MailChimp to convert it that now have no, you know, they're right. not sorted at all in my list. So I, I I would have started with an email service provider earlier. Uh, and then once you kind of know what those strengths and weaknesses are, if you have a little bit of like, I want to build an audience, so I'm going to do some Facebook ads um, and figure out you know who responds to those ads, test some audiences, that mm-hmm. might be a good use of cash. And then also just subbing out some things. So like when I decided that I was going to make a bigger push at Pinterest, I paid for someone to make a couple of templates for me just to see like what type of feel I wanted. I just went into Pinterest and pulled a bunch of pins I liked and then paid somebody to make some similar templates for me. Um, that can be helpful too if you're, just, if you're not design-oriented. And I think you said, Nick said this too, of like once you know what your strengths or weaknesses are, then mm-hmm. invest a little bit more where you're either, you either don't enjoy it or you're just not very good at it.
0: And like you said earlier, it takes a little bit of time to figure that out.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Chelsea, thank you so much for coming on.
2: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, dokie. We have heard from Nick and we have heard from Chelsea. Now it is time to hear from Pete. Here is my opinion uh, when it comes to spending $1,000 in your first year. Are you ready for this? Months zero to six. Like your first six months. I don't think you should spend any money. No, not convert kit. So I actually talked to Chelsea right after we recorded. On this, MailChimp, as of this recording, late October 2018, has undergone so many awesome changes over the past few months. They have tags now. They have landing pages uh, available, I think even on their free plan, which is up to 2,000 subscribers. So I really do believe no one should upgrade to ConvertKit or spend money on courses or conferences in their first six months. Months. No paid themes, no ads, nothing. I really do believe that. You need to figure out, like Chelsea said, your voice, what you're gonna be blogging about. Identify your avatar. These things take time. Identifying your strengths and weaknesses and how you can leverage your wallet to help you with those things. That also takes time. I really do believe that. I don't think any new blogger should spend money. So after that, around month six, I think you should spend money on. One of two things, if not both, one would be some sort of software to help make your life easier by month six. You probably have it figured out most likely it's going to be either social media automation. Maybe it's tailwind, maybe it's smarter queue or something like convert kit. Although really I'm, I'm switching here. I'm going MailChimp. It's free. It's awesome. They've made a lot of upgrades recently. I might stick with them. Uh, one of those things, whatever will make your life easier and you know, will leverage growth better. And one small topic specific blogging course. I don't mean something how to blog like start to finish A to Z paying 50 bucks. That's not worth it. That's not going to be a great course for your money. What you should do is focus on something that you know you want to, you're interested in and you want to grow in like Pinterest, like SEO, like copywriting, like design, like designing images and pens and stuff like that. Shout out to Jeff and Ben for their perfect pen course. I'm sure it's great. Um, shout out to my blogging productivity course or my SEO course or whatever, like Twitter traffic. I don't know something very specific and small, something you can get for under hundred dollars. This is totally doable. It's all out there. Ask around in Facebook groups. If you don't have one identified and you'll get pointed to a small topic, specific blogging course. After that, I'm gonna call this phase three after month nine of starting a new blog. I would say spend a bulk amount of money. Couple hundred bucks, maybe even close to like 500, 600, 700 bucks on one of two things, either or, not and, right? Just buy one of these things with your money, not both of these things with your money. A blogging course, or I should say, platform, not a blogging course. A, a platform, a community like Blogger You, like Elite. I'm going to throw out all my competitors here: Elite Blog Academy, uh, Bread and Butter Blogger You, or whatever that thing is called, uh, Billionaire Blog Club tribes, uh, by Stu, um, well, a platform university, 10k subs, this sort of stuff is much more than a blogging course. It's some of them are topic specific for sure, but they have their own private Facebook communities, their own Slack communities. They have multiple topics under one roof, purchase these things and then do the work, do the work, stick to it, make yourself do the work. Don't spend the money until you know, you're going to do the work. I could go off on another rant here for a couple of minutes, but I think I actually won't spend money on that or not and or a big conference. If you're in digital marketing, go to the FinCons, go to the social media marketing worlds, go to FlynnCon, uh, stuff like that. If you're not in digital marketing, niche specific. You got it? Your personal finance blogger, you go to FinCon. If you're a travel blogger, excuse me, go to travel conferences or CardCon or other travel blogger conferences. If you're in parenting, go to that. If you're in YouTube specifically, go to VidCon. If you're in podcasting, go to Podcast Movement or stuff like that, right? Niche specific conferences. They're going to be expensive, but that's why I say either a conference or a course, not both. Let me rehash new bloggers. I don't think you should spend any money before month six. You really don't know what you need yet. In my opinion, uh, month six, go ahead and upgrade to one or two software tools that are appropriately priced 15 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, something like that. That's very doable. It's very affordable. And then later on, a few months later, once you know what your strengths and weaknesses are, as Nick true defined earlier on this episode, go to a conference, a nice conference and kill it. If you think that's where your ROI is going to be, or spend money on a platform and a community where you know, that's going to be your ROI. You'll be able to stick with it for longer than three weeks before you quit and want your money back. You'll know you'll do the work in the courses that you're signing up for. You believe in the creator, you believe in the community that they have on Facebook or Slack or whatever, sign up for one of those or go to a conference. Let that be your first year. You don't need to do much more than that. You can survive for your first year on MailChimp. You can survive for your first year on a free WordPress theme. Yes, I do believe that. Uh, You can survive without Yoast Pro, without Elementor Pro. Those are amazing plugins. I have both of them. I recommend them fully. You can survive and even thrive, in my opinion, without them in your first year. Okay, Take some time to figure out where you can spend your cash so that it will actually have the most leverage to grow your business. That's it. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, I will be back with more interviews with Sagi, my dude. I met Sagi FinCon. He's amazing. Mindful and ruthless. He's coming next week on the podcast, and I will speak with you guys later. That's all I got. If you love this episode, tell a friend, of course. I have an Alexa skill coming out next week, which is also super exciting. I'm going to ask for reviews, if you don't mind giving me a review on Amazon. I would love it. Anywho, I love you guys. Take it easy. I'll catch you next week on the Do You Even Blog podcast.